Hello and welcome to my show. Could you be more specific? This is Jonathan Steele coming to you through the Stay Woke Podcast. And on this episode of Could You Be More Specific, I'm going to touch on social pressures and how it relates to the mental health of what's going on in our communities. Also, and how it also relates to the episode that was just broadcast with Elena and how do we deal with the social pressures that go on, especially in our communities, to look and present ourselves a certain way. So um, getting into it right now, what I want to touch on especially with Mental Health Awareness Week that just took place, is we don't really talk too much about our mind states other than, especially in the black community, other than either you got to suppress how you feel a lot of the times about issues or you got to give it to God. And what you've noticed, especially over the the last course of several years, is, is that the suicide rate amongst black males is continuing to climb. And also the stress and anxiety also amongst black women is also growing as well. So those are some things that I think we got to look at and uh, touch on more so moving forward, especially because of the gap in between black men and and, and the rate of not just, you know, loss of employment, but also uh, incarceration and also the overall opportunities in terms of education and healthcare that a lot of black men are going without, even to the way that we're treated for health ailments is, is dramatically different. And black women also face those same issues. Black women, especially in this country in regards to the overall education aspect, are leading in the country in regards to uh, not only they're getting a, a much better education, but in terms of, of a career standpoint, black women are one of the uh, highest social climbers when it comes to that. In relation to that, though, the pay for them in comparison to other female counterparts and men is far less. And that's something I don't think it's discussed enough. So it's a lot of pressure that women, uh, especially women of color in, in regards to also black women, face that on a uh, on a regular everyday basis uh, moving forward. Now, in, in regards to black men and their mental health, a lot of people would say, well, maybe because it's just so much working against them. How can they balance out some of the things that are important in their lives in regards to one, their health, making sure that they're educated in the things that they that they're looking to have a career in. And then two, how do they process their their, their lives personally with their friends and family and uh, and how that relates to the Atlanta episode. What I thought was actually interesting was the fact that all the characters on the show that you see in particular with uh, Earn and Al, seeing them as younger versions, you see that. A lot of what they were as kids, that's what they ended up becoming as adults, is that Ern's always kind of been a nervous kind of, you know, he, he wants to fit in, but, you know, he feels like it's just like like he's always just going to be on the outside looking in and how uh, that episode was so interesting in regards to him having a FUBU shirt, which, you know, if anybody that was growing up in the late 1990s, especially, you knew about FUBU, that was at really their height. And, um, and so having a FUBU shirt at the time was a really big deal. Uh, but the fact that it got picked apart in regards to his label and how kids were trying to assess what was the real one between him and the other student, unfortunately, that's a real thing, too. And that's something that I've never understood personally growing up is that, you know, you kind of get you kind of get cut both ways with that. If you're a uh, a black kid and you don't dress particularly nice, then you get made fun of a lot of times at school. But the other part of that that no one really brings up is that a lot of times those kids may not be in the best neighborhoods, but they dress really well. And then you might have some black kids who live in much better neighborhoods, but they're not necessarily wearing 
the most name brand uh, clothes in regards to being socially accepted when they're at school amongst other kids. And that changes based off what school you're going to a lot of the time. But I do I do think that was kind of fascinating, the fact that that whole episode dealt with the whole day that was going on for both those kids that, you know, who's real and who's not. And, and the fact that that's actually a real issue for kids and it's going to be hard for you to process that when you're 13 and 14 years old because, you know, you're not working. You know, the most important thing that you're dealing with on a regular basis is school. So that's why it seems so overwhelming when you when you go through that. Now, unfortunately, um, for the other kid in question, uh, it got so bad where he ended up, ends up committing suicide at the end of the episode. And, and what was the most telling part about it is even when you explain that to the kids, one of the main kids that made fun of him, he laughed. Now, you could say that maybe he just didn't understand or maybe he just doesn't get it. But I think that's where you kind of got to hold a teenager more accountable in that. In fact, that that's a sign of what he's going to become as a person when he gets older. Because when we look at just the aspect of bullying, a person that bullies when they're a teenager, they're normally bullies when they become adults. So this is nothing new. So I think addressing that in our communities in relation to that is something that we got to be more vigilant on in regards to, say, uh, with Al. Al seems like uh, he kind of had just a go with the flow kind of demeanor then when he was a kid. And because he can kind of move along at his own pace, he kind of feels that way now as an adult that, you know, he doesn't move unless he really wants to move and he's not really feeling pressured to do as much. But uh, what you saw when he was younger as a kid is what he does now as an adult. He, he's very calm. He moves at his own pace, but he did look out for his family. In his own way. So I think that's another interesting aspect to see of uh, him when he is a, a child, because he's very much like that as an adult. But I think that's something that in regards to that, in terms of the overall mental health of our communities, that we don't really discuss so much is, is, is when did we become so caught up on what kids wear and how much money uh, clothes cost, especially when you got children that they're not they're, they don't have jobs. They're not making any money. So why would this be a huge issue? Like, who are we trying to impress? Are we trying to impress each other or are we trying to impress the outside world? If you're a kid in any other school district, especially if you go to areas where they're predominantly um, much higher in income, a lot of those kids just wear whatever they feel like wearing. And some people may say something to them, some not, but it's not as much of a pressure thing. And I just wonder, you know, moving forward with our mindset, is, is the mental health of our of our community, especially, is it is it just completely tied to to clothes and, and how we're viewed versus on what we are? And I think that's another reason why suicide rates and as far as, you know, mental health awareness needs to be on the, on the incline, especially in our communities and talking with each other, because it's not enough to say you look good. You know, if you don't really truly have an idea of who you are then how are you going to end up growing into the kind of person that you want to be when you become an adult? So, uh, say for uh, from a personal standpoint, I don't mind wearing a label clothes. It, it, you know, it, it just depends on what, you know, one of how I would look at them and then how it relates to me. Is this something that I feel like doing? Just because something looks good on someone else doesn't mean it's going to look good on you. But maybe that's a, a mistake on my part from a male standpoint because guys... While we face pressure, it's not the same pressure that women go through, you know, especially uh, women 
in our communities especially because black women are judged much harshly for how they dress and how they wear and how they wear their clothes and even down to the how they talk it's it's more scrutiny with that it's definitely there for, for black men as well but it, you know it's not as high in my opinion when it comes to how we're viewed by the outside world but it is something that i think that how are we gonna ultimately improve on that especially in our communities just you know um I remember being, you know, in Birmingham, Alabama and being a kid in high school. I remember it was a kid that ended up getting, you know, uh, one kid got beat up for a pair of Jordans and I think another one kid got shot over, you know, sneakers. And I remember the the worst part about that was that asking Michael Jordan about, well, well, how do you feel about kids hurting themselves over your shoes? And it's now I was just thinking about what an unfair position to put him in, because it's like he's not making their parents at the time spent $200 on sneakers and, and why would we put that much value on it? And and maybe furthermore is if you're the parent and you know that kids want that sneakers, that's something you want to pump into your kid's head early on. Or maybe then it could be that in a position where that kid actually had a job, which a lot of kids would do. A lot of kids would work to get a pair of Jordans and that's fine too. Do I think that that person should be robbed or hurt? No, but it is interesting that, you know, a lot of people, especially in our communities, have always tied our emotional feelings and how we look at ourselves based off what pair of shoes we're wearing or what shirts we're wearing or jeans. It's in the long run, it, it kind of it, it does us in when we when we're competing to be an image of something as opposed to actually being something. And that's what I thought was really interesting about the Atlanta episode was showing that perspective, especially when. Uh, one of the kids at school who happens to be white, when the whole thing's happening with Ern and his shirt, the first thing was that, hey, with him, was like, hey, I've worn this shirt twice this week, you know, which I thought was also fascinating because it's like, here he is, he's a white kid, and a pretty, you know, it seemed like it's, the school was kind of mixed for the most part, even though the, the episodes were showing you mostly uh, kids of color, that he didn't feel the pressure to have to dress or look a certain way, but meanwhile, Ern did. Or other kids who looked like him did. And also what I thought was fascinating is when that kid who ends up committing suicide ends up seeing that his shirt is kind of tearing. He still doesn't say anything to him that even though he was getting ridiculed, he didn't feel good about kind of throwing him to the wolves, allowing him to be subjected to the same treatment. And I think that's also was fascinating that for him to be so young that he had the wherewithal to think of that. And I think if uh, someone like him was able to have lived and become an adult, his personality type would be a lot of probably what he w- would be as an adult. It would be, even if he was probably going through something that was really terrible, he probably would rather, it seems like the kind of person where he would rather go through that than not possibly subject someone else to it. And I thought that was very interesting too, that the episode actually touches on that. But yeah, those are just some of the thoughts that I actually have on, on that issue uh, in general is that is, is going forward where we start to look to actually push for that, especially in our communities, because mental health is a lot of times dealt with, especially when it's also related to, you know, to, you know, budgeting and how people rate that. It'll be fascinating to see if that's something that we start to actually allow that to be a layer as to what we have to improve our communities and having more counselors and more people that, you know, works in this field to help us. And I know a lot of that stems from, you know, throughout the years of history where black people have been used as test subjects and it's a lot of uh, negative uh, connotations and actually results to why it's a natural distrust overall for a lot of people in the black community towards the the medical profession. 
And that's something else that we got to look at as well moving forward, too, is also, you know, how do we get more people in our community to become doctors and in all different fields that's needed in our community? So those are just some of my thoughts on that. I I, I think um, moving forward, that'll be something that will be interesting to see for sure. Uh, And I I thought that with the episode, what they did really well was kind of touch on what that life is like for a, a child of that age especially in, in that kind of climate, because it doesn't change. And and what's even worse now is that you're being recorded now. It's like, at least in that era, you would get made fun of, but you were getting made fun of at that school. It's now being uploaded on websites for it to be viewed. So that'll be something that I would like to kind of touch on more. So moving on into the future and how we uh, handle that moving forward. I want to thank everyone that's had a chance to listen to this podcast. I'm looking forward to doing more in the future. I want to thank uh, D for actually uh, doing these videos with me. Thank you for listening to Could You Be More Specific. My name is Jonathan Steele. We'll see you guys again on Thursday and I'm looking forward to doing more of these. Have a good one.